Pierce is proud to present the story of one family's hopes. She is special. She's got it. I can feel it. For a dream. Maybe I just feel like I can do anything. That would come true. Jennifer Lopez, Edward James Olmos, Selena. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Everyone. Oh. We finally got to this movie. I just, I feel the fire going through my spicy Latin veins right now. Oh, <laughs> you, I think that you know all the lyrics to the song. <laughs> oh boy. Well, maybe, maybe I do. And maybe I do. Listeners, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are the movies that made us gay. My friend, Gabe Munoz. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Singer, songwriter, co-worker of mine. You are the third Trader Joe's stop. <laughs> co-worker that has been on the show. I we are it. giving in to Rudy. We are giving inside yeah, Trader Joe's a run for its money. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yep. This is the real Trader Joe's deal. Is- I kind of resent that um, they have more reviews than us on iTunes, but it is the Whatever. official TJ podcast. It's corporate. Right? It's corporate America. Our, mm. our, um, our average is higher. Yeah. Our oh, average, our average oh, yeah, star, star rating is higher. We're 4.9. They're like yep. 4.7. <laughs> 4.9 is great. It's really good because all you need is like one low rating. It screws everything up. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Gabe. Yes. Thank so you, you um, struck gold with this episode. You know <laughs> how much interest we've had in doing a Selena episode yeah. since we've begun the show. We've almost ah. done this episode numerous times. Too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's been on the schedule and then circumstances we had to lift it out but you're here tonight to talk I'm about i'm honored to get yes. to be a part of it definitely a staple of my childhood in cinema and obviously a musical influence of mine yeah, yeah. um so i'm stoked to dive into miss salinas so selena directed by gregory neva released march 21st 1997 1997 this movie old this movie's old but this was <laughs> released a mere two years yeah. after she died and went into production like ja- months like, later Months yeah. later, was shooting mid ninety six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, wild schedule, but I mean, yeah. And I think, like you said, Gabe, for kids of a certain age, my sister was born in ninety five, mm-hmm. and this is like her favorite movie yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think just for a certain yeah group of people, it's just like totally. I was born <laughs> in ninety two, and yeah. I saw the movie when it came out, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. funny because I don't remember experiencing selena the artist when she was alive so i got to know her through the screen through j-lo's performance Mm -hmm. and through that lens and that was how i got to know her music too yeah um so i think for a lot of people and a a wide generation they do know selena through the film first and then fell in love with her thereafter right right and i mean there's the big debate about whether she would have fully crossed over had she not mm. passed away. Did she, did she sort of, um, she was a pioneer of the Latin invasion of the late 90s. Right. You, you, know, all, was, you could almost say that. right mm-hmm. before, you know, like Ricky Martin and all that stuff. But I mean, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, she was right on the cusp. She was just about to break out. You know, she was just going to cross over. But I don't know. Like, right. it's, it's a debate. I think a lot of people, for the most part, are just like, yes, yes, she was, she was a dream, you know, uh, dreaming of you. Dreaming of you. Yeah, dreaming of she you. was on the right track. Was a huge hit. She had that studio album in the can. I mean, mm-hmm. Devil's Advocate, you could also say that maybe Dreaming of You was only a hit because right. she died and mm-hmm. because of it all. brought attention to yeah, that music. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I guess the one thing in her defense is she had won the Grammy, yes. right, yeah. for yeah. the Latin category. Mm-hmm. So if you're an artist who's winning a Grammy and you right. were about to segue into English, yeah. I would say she probably was going to be successful in the way, I guess, you could think of someone current like Becky G. She right. started mm-hmm. out in English, but she's only recently, yeah. in, in recent years, gone yeah. into Spanish and has found success in that. So I think it's a safe bet to say Selena definitely was on her way to being a staple on the English side of the industry as well. Right. I was actually li- listening to um, the Dreaming of You album on the way here. And oh, I was okay. listening to like the production behind that. And it's so interesting how she went from her strong Spanish music into that album because that had so many strong pop R&B influences in yeah, it. Sure. Um, Missing mm-hmm. My Baby. That's a song that could have been a cut on... You know, any of the R&B girls sure. that were around back then. So, I don't know. I, I want to say she was a, yeah. she was about to explode in the English scene as well. Yeah. And, I mean, what's great about the movie is that it, it kind of showed everybody, you know, there's that scene, um, that line that she says where she's like, I wonder if people are going to think, how did I learn English so fast? Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> I found that so funny. You know? <laughs> <Just> ironic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. it's like you just automatically think she's, you know, she's a, uh, she's in Tejano music. Like, yes. she's singing in Spanish. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. But no, she, like, grew up speaking English as her first language. She barely knew Spanish. So these are fun things that we all kind of learn through the movie. Uh, I was going to ask you, what's your background with Selena? Um, okay. So, I, so being uh, uh, my age, I was in high school. In 95. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing about it. We were, my friends and I were like out doing something. Like we were like, I remember being in uh, Angel Covarrubias' van. We were in the back of his van and Angel was driving. And I don't remember where we were going. Up to no good, probably. <laughs> um, or the mall. Uh, but <laughs> we're in the back of Angel's van and we stopped. He was getting gas and, um, I mean, it's 95, so we didn't have, like, phones or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I think somebody got, like, the paper or something. Um, no, it was on the radio. It was on the radio. and But it was on, like, whatever, Power 106 or whatever we were listening to. Mm-hmm. And they heard it, and I was like, I don't know who that is. And, like, I feel like Daniel Ramirez was like, I don't know who that is. Ray was like, I don't know who that is. And Angel, who was driving, was like, oh, I know, I know her. She sings like Spanish music or whatever. And we're like, okay. And then we didn't think anything of it. And then I went home and then my grandma was like, Selena died. Oh, <laughs> oh your Nana Maggie would Nana have been Maggie, invested. Nana Maggie knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She already been new. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into her room and she had on, you know, Channel 34. And I don't remember if Channel 34 was Telemundo or if it was Univision. Univision. I don't remember. But um, she was all about Channel 34, whichever that one was. Mm-hmm. That was her jam. So I went in and I was like watching and I was like, okay. And then it just kind of became like big news and like her loader was talking about it on MTV. Yeah. Like it just really became this huge thing. Um, then I kind of forgot about it for a while and then the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. I do remember the the casting controversy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you could we call can, it a controversy. We can discuss a little we'll bit about, about that, that later. But yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that and um, just being that age, I was already into movies I kind of had I had a uh, knowledge of Jennifer Lopez. She was not J Lo yet, but I had knowledge of her from whatever random thing she had done. I think she was in me. She was a fly girl. She was a fly girl. She was a fly sure. girl. She had just done. Um, before Selena, she was in Francis Ford Coppola's Jack with Robin Williams. Oh, Do you I remember Jack? I remember. She is remember the Jack. she's Jack's teacher 
in that movie. Oh, get out of here. I think that was kind of a big, that was a big vehicle for okay. Even though it was a Robin Williams movie, okay. it was still kind of a big deal, I think, when sure. she got that movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, didn't see it in the theater, because like I said, I was not that invested in um, her as an artist, and so I feel like I didn't really see it until uh home video and then i was just like okay this is kind of amazing and then like the the music just uh, you know after she died and and right before the movie i think the music really started kind of just kind of becoming ubiquitous especially growing up where i grew up and and you know being mexican and you know family Mm -hmm. members listening to it and stuff so i was like okay now i know who this is um remember seeing the movie uh i i was not a fan of the director we can we can discuss a little bit about that later, but Even first at the time as a high school kid, I was like, I don't like this Gregory Nava. I have problems with him. Kind of uh, my background yeah, of the movie. A lot of stuff going on. I mean, Go I on. Selena would not have been on my no. cultural radar no. growing up in rural, landlocked America. Yeah, but I remember when the movie coming came out, mm-hmm. seeing it in the video store, and I remember watching the MTV Movie Awards. Sure, in 1998, and I remember there was a. MTV News special on Selena, kind of focusing most on Jennifer Lopez because yeah. she was a nominee yeah. in Breakthrough Performance. For the movie? For the movie. Okay. So I remember watching the MTV News package, RIP mm. MTV News. It was know, just, just got the dismantled. cord was just cut yeah. today yeah. Uh, that they are no longer going to be doing oh, MTV no News, yeah. which who even knew that MTV, they were still doing it? They were even still doing <laughs> yeah. it. But I remember watching a segment. <laughs> Who was the who was the host of MTV News? Kurt Loder. It wasn't Co- um, Kurt Loder. It was the other guy, Chris. Uh, Chris, um, not yeah. Chris Hardwick, but that guy. Yeah. But uh, I remember watching that, and that's kind of when I got the background on the movie Selena and who it was about. And then I rented it. Okay. Jennifer Lopez did not win the MTV Movie Award, though. Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly. Yeah. He was the movie guy on MTV News. He was the movie yeah. guy. He would usually do the kind of. The promo packages on mm-hmm. anything that they were trying to push with the network. Right. I used to love watching them. And yeah, that was kind of my background with Selena. And then I remember renting it. And yeah, I feel like I've only have seen this movie a handful of times too. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gabe, growing up and being so kind of young when the movie did come out, did you kind of have that moment of realization like... Oh, that ain't the real Selena. <laughs> yes. Because I know my you, sister did. You talked <laughs> yeah. about that with your sister yeah, Jamie, which yeah. I find so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I totally did. I, I kind of realized it sprinkled throughout the years later. So there's the movie. It comes out. I remember going to watch it like in Glendale. Mm-hmm. It's so random. But in Glendale <laughs> with my family, I think it was called the Man Theater then. Um, we threw coins in the fountain after next to the frogs. <laughs> like I don't know why it's such a vivid memory yeah. of my childhood. Yeah. Um, saw the saw the movie there, and then we owned it on VHS as mm-hmm. well. And I think as I started to play it more on VHS, and you know, realize at the end the the woman they're showing was actually yeah. the real Selena. Mm-hmm. So getting older and understanding what that was about, um, totally thought Jennifer Lopez was singing in the film the yeah. entire time. Sure. And then you know, as um, it works, yeah, I got it's, older, pr- I it's pretty entire. effective too. I mean, uh-huh. we know how Jennifer Lopez sings, and right. I mean, I hate to break it to you guys, but 
Jennifer is very talented. I would not say she is a strong singer. <laughs> right. She has a lot of other qualities about her yeah, that but, makes her shine as a star. But her lip syncing in this but, is very believable. Yeah, yes, she had it down. Lip yeah. syncs the house down. Yeah. Yep. Yes, she does. <laughs> that, that, that vocal lip motion during the I Could Fall In Love recording yes. scene yeah. is like phenomenal. I think yeah. that was probably the one scene throughout the movie where Selena's lips are just like accentuated right. it's yeah, that recording yeah. scene yeah. um you know yeah i i think jennifer did a, a great job definitely embodying the performance aspect is she yeah. the best singer no i think she has enough self-awareness too right. to acknowledge right. that yeah yeah <laughs> but um, i you know i love i love the rumor this past year of when they were getting ready to do the grammys that there was an internet rumor i have no idea if this is true or not that jennifer lopez was going to be doing a tribute to whitney houston and Twitter oh, right, right, right. lost and- its damn mind <laughs> yeah. about that. I th- I think some troll just sparked it, and everyone in their wildest trolling yeah, fantasies yeah. just like wanted to That's, believe it. It's so rude. I w- I was witness to it too, and I thought it was funny. I didn't I didn't believe it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, what a fun thing to run with. Yeah, totally. But it's just it's interesting because uh, you know there's only so many Selena. There's a finite amount of Selena material out there and they were able to pull enough from i don't know if they pull just pull from live performances or what but because there's moments in the movie where it's not just the track from the record it's like it sounds like she's starting a song or like mm-hmm. they're doing something and she'll like throw her mic out to the ca- to the fans and it's you still buy it you still yeah. buy jennifer lopez as as singing you just forget you don't even mm-hmm. think like oh she's lip syncing or whatever it's it's really effective and um i guess we can talk about the 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 controversy of her casting so i was looking <laughs> up um i was doing a, a google search just to see what was written at the time and i found an article from ew written by dave carger from mm-hmm. 1996 is he still right for EW? he was must well he started out at ew he okay. was their oscar guy for years and then he I believe went to Variety or the Hollywood Reporter or something. Okay. I don't remember. That and they were writing about that. Yeah. That yeah. they were writing about the casting controversy about J Lo. She's from she's she's Jenny from the Bro- she's Jenny from the block. Yes, she's from the Bronx. She, mm-hmm. Selena's not Puerto Rican. Selena's not Puerto Rican. She was Mexican. <laughs> she was Mexican. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. But I, I okay. think so, it was a controversy in a very specific. Sort so of, here was here's why. Mm-hmm. 17-year-old Pete was like, fucking Gregory Nava. I can't with this guy, right? So this director, uh, he directed perennial high school Spanish movie of the week, El Norte. El Norte, which is, (laughs) I mean, were you really studying Spanish or in an anthropology class (laughs) if you didn't have that movie wheeled in? you didn't watch El Norte. Yep. Um, Which is a good movie. It's the plight of two, you know... uh, migrants got an oscar nomination for illegally crossed the border and you know all of the trials and tribulations and it's just like so harrowing to watch this experience also very melodramatic and even in high school i'm thinking oh my god this movie is a soap opera right then he does my family mi familia which is like all the hits you got edward james almost you got isai morales you know all these people that Gregory Nava goes on to work with in multiple movies and 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 TV projects, which is fine. People do that. Uh, Coppola does it. Tim Burton does it. You know, you have your stable of actors, John Waters. Yeah. Um, so then he gets Selena, right? And the thing is, casting call, open casting. Every girl from around the world, just come to this. Ca- if you can come, you're 
It was like something like two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Scene. It's American yeah. Idol, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be Selena? Two hundred. Yeah. And for the for young Selena, we get uh, Becky Mesa. Uh, gosh, I forgot her last name. Um, we get a girl who's from the casting call, right? And this little girl looks like young Selena. Mm-hmm. Like she don't look like young J Lo, but she looks like young Selena. Right. Right. This is mm-hmm. what I thought even at the time. Uh, her name is. She's all the way at the bottom of the IMDb too. Uh, Rebecca Lee Mesa. Okay, and then for adult Selena, two hundred thousand women girls come in, and he ends up picking Jennifer Lopez, who was in Mi Familia already. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why did you even have this casting? It call? was kind you of selling this, this narrative that we're going to be discovering yeah, Selena. Yeah, that's going to be. Pluck from obscurity. Yeah. So yep. it's like, okay, is this like some weird like sort of Nepo baby situation? And then turns out, oh, guess what? She, she's Puerto Rican on top of it. I didn't have so much of a problem with that. I feel like I was like, well, at least not white. You know? Right. Yeah. It's not like, I don't know. At least my, he's brown. Yeah. You know, it's not like my Bialik is Selena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jenny well, Garth is well, Selena. Well, also kind of coming from a lot of movies in the – 80s and 90s where they would cast white actors right. playing Latin characters. Right. I mean, right. like the House of the Spirits, I think that most of that cast, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, oh, yeah. I think they're, they're sold as they're from South America. Right. Yep. Mm. Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so that part didn't get me that much. But I mean, yeah, so I guess the, there's a big outcry, you know, and especially because it was, like we were saying, she died in 95. This movie is... Fast-tracked. Fast-tracked. It is produced, shot, released in 97. So it's like, it's so fresh in people's memories. Yeah. I also saw an interview apparently from Salma Hayek where she mentioned on Watch What Happens Live that she was offered the role Mm -hmm. of Selena like something like a week after her death. Oh my God. So the movie was like already kind of in the work. So that just goes to show that there was already some kind of like plan to really hit the go on it shortly after her yeah. death and they wanted yeah. a name like Selma Hayek to do it. I almost wonder too if like this whole cattle call of an audition they did was part of the marketing and promotion oh, strategy yeah, yeah. to like build mm-hmm. hype for this movie. It's like yeah. Selena died. You can be the next Selena. Yeah. Building mm-hmm. almost like a controversy around it to get people riled up to right. see this movie. Who's yeah. it going to be? Yeah. And maybe their intention was only to get young Selena out of it. And sure. they were like, we're, right. we're not going to find like a, a legit actress to play like adult mm-hmm. Selena. Um, the, the actress who did play young Selena, Rebecca Mesa did not go on to do anything. It's her only credit on IMDb. Yeah. I actually I mean, meant she like became a social worker. Or something. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, great. Mm-hmm. She got to her. play young Selena. So yeah. I guess I mean, my drop, yeah. my work here is done. She's, in the she's so cute too. Like she's, she, yeah. she did a really good job, yes. um, you know, being Abraham's pressured daughter to perform and, <laughs> yeah, and sing yeah. and bring that to life. She did good. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing that this movie does really well is just kind of show us that like, uh, okay, it is melodramatic. It is a little soap opera y, mm-hmm. but at least we get to see, okay, she's a real person and she was like a fun person and she, you know, she laughed a lot and smiled mm-hmm. and she was very enthusiastic about music and she loved music and she loved pop music and disco and all that stuff, which we did see in her music with, with Los Dinos. There, there was a lot of disco in there. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like we were saying, she didn't just do like, like Spanish language music. She was into like so much more stuff. And I think that the two performances really showed that really well. And I guess with all the controversy of like, 
Jennifer Lopez being Puerto Rican, it's like at the end of the day, she's so good in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's the thing is I think that with this script is that it sometimes reads a little movie of the week that yeah, I think yeah. that Jennifer Lopez is a very good actress yeah. and she is not delivering this performance like it's a movie of the week. Yeah. She's doing this like a movie. Yeah. She's like the best part mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of almost like overperformed, I feel, in moments where yeah, the script yeah. didn't warrant mm-hmm. such a warm and like grand feel <laughs> yeah, of the character yeah. like she really did deliver and and i'm sh- i'm sure you both have heard like she spent time months um, yeah. before shooting with the family yeah. to really get to know who selena was yeah. um i i th- i feel like the mom coded at one time that she saw jennifer sitting in selena's vanity and um mm-hmm. kind of just brushing her hair and her mom got like chills from how closely she felt like selena was starting to yeah. almost like take over her yeah. as not just a character but like a spirit yeah um so she really did do that role justice and people can say a lot about jennifer lopez but she certainly did nail that one and yeah. hit it out of the park and kind of get a music career out of it yeah i think jennifer would even admit that <laughs> yeah absolutely because yeah. it was kind of a not a surprise or a shock or anything but i was like oh okay she's gonna do pop music now and then i was like will it take it doesn't always take when like actors transition because she did start off like i mean she started as a fly girl but mostly she got recognition mm-hmm. acting and then it like it worked <laughs> yeah the pipeline worked in her favor yeah and sure. then she yes. kind of later in her music career zeroed in on Spanish speaking. She did a whole yeah. Spanish speaking mm-hmm. yeah. album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the the styling, the Selena styling on her is like it's crazy. Especially in that opening shot in the in the Houston Astrodome. In the yes. purple, like in the, the purple, classic, in the yeah. purple yeah. jumpsuit. In the purple yes. jumpsuit. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean that's the mm-hmm. iconic Selena look. That's the look that you see in the meme of the little girl hitting the Yolanda Piñata. The- <laughs> yes, no, that that costume. I feel like yeah. that moment in the movie too is just like the lipstick stain of the movie. Yeah. Like when you think mm-hmm. Selena, you think purple, you think that mm-hmm. outfit. And yeah. um, I find that scene so interesting too. Cause on my rewatch last night, I, I found it such an interesting choice from the filmmakers to open with that because mm-hmm. they start with Selena singing two familiar English yes. American pop songs, right? And yeah. I feel like they were trying to warm up to the general audience. Sure. With that. Okay. Yeah. And even like the messaging of the songs was, was so foreshadowing of her fate i mean she's singing i will survive to open the film which is kind of eerie but also like (laughs) her legacy really did live on so it's almost a nod to that yeah Mm -hmm. and then in the next performance she's singing last chance yeah um you know to dance and to fall in love and all of this stuff so i i on my rewatch i was like wow this is interesting that they really picked two very thematic songs for this opening scene yeah yeah um and this is like that was that her last performance at the Astrodome? I, yeah. I, uh, it was one, one of the of last them. ones. I know that one she died them. a few weeks later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's just like that That classic – That okay. So we never see, especially nowadays in the last 20 years, you never see J-Lo's hair this black. No. Right? Uh-uh. Or with a bob. Or with a bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> the, bob. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the heavy bangs, the super 90s, like heavy bangs. You never see a red lip like that on J-Lo. It's just so specific to Selena. We're so used to J-Lo's 
drag queen styling now. <laughs> yeah. That that contoured face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The beat mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, you know, when you do see her in in the full Selena drag that you're just like, whoa, at moments you're just like, that really does look like her. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like they they got the not just the the clothes, the costumes, whatever, but all of it you're just like, wow, okay, she's she's doing this. But I mean it would have been quite the experience for Jen at the time that she would have, I mean, she's from New York. It's a very different type of Latin community Yeah, that this is very specific. This is Texas too. Mm -hmm. So it was probably a a very different experience for her. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think that spending time with, with the family probably really just helped to immerse her in that. But it's, the movie is very interesting because it's like, yeah, it's Selena's story, but it's also, Abraham's sure. story. And you kind of just get that through the narrative of the, not just the narrative of the movie, but the narrative of the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That like, you can definitely see that on the Netflix show. You, you really get some like Joseph Jackson. Vibes. Absolutely. Oh yes. <laughs> and I kind of love, uh, you know, Edward James almost was just like, I respect you, but I'm also going to play you like a son of a bitch too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's in the script, you know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of people have, if if anybody kind of takes any issue with it, it's like, oh, well, the family's so involved. It's like watered down. But like Abraham does come off like a tyrant in a lot of it. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, in each episode he does, or each little scene, he does kind of soften up like with the bustiers and then, then with, with Chris and all that. So he always comes back and like is i don't know kind of has a change of heart or whatever but there's parts of it where he's like goes full like i think even if he doesn't intend to though whatever message or story he is planting in these different forms of the media telling of selena whether it's the movie or the show Mm -hmm. he is going to i think always come across as like that aggressive stage father like he was Mm -hmm. in the band first, the Dinos, when yeah. he was a younger guy, and yeah. they got, you know, booed out of the club because they were singing, um, you know, one of the to old... doo-wop, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, like, he almost projected his dreams onto Selena. Yeah, so, yeah. with that, I think, however, he's written in any of these shows or movies, yeah. that's naturally just going to bleed through in the script to some degree. Yeah, and I totally. think audiences and viewers will always kind of pick up on that. It's just kind of his truth. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it, but it is interesting that at least he did let that side kind of come out cuz you know I I always think that too in the back of my head I'm like oh the, with the family involved how like real can it be it's so sure. sanitized mm-hmm. and all that but you know I feel like at least maybe to Edward James almost credit or I don't know or maybe to Abraham's credit they were like okay you're going to see all sides of this you know yeah. even like him being like this tyrant like keep practicing even though you don't want to like right y- Yelling, you're not going to date this guy. Firing Chris. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a musician, but they're all musicians. So. Right. <laughs> what the hell? He was the bad guy on yeah, the bus, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Edward James almost has a long and storied history as an actor, as like a Mexican-American actor, as like uh, so- Southern California, East L.A., like, mm-hmm. you know, uh Stand and deliver, right. like all Classic. that shit. You know, he's mm-hmm. like he's been there. He's been through Blade Runner. All this. Sh- I mean, he's Blade Runner man. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. He's got like these 
big crossover. He kind hits. of has some science fiction cred with Blade Runner uh-huh. and Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and he is laying it on pretty thick in this movie. I think that some of the melodrama, sure, is a lot of it is in is in the Abraham character. I think. The scene that gets to me the most is when he's kind of he's lecturing Selena and AB about how hard it is to be like sure. it's, Mexican American. It's laid on <laughs> it's laid on pretty thick. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. it's hard. All those things that he says is true. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's like, all right, girl. Did you <laughs> did you need to write Pick it? Pick a lane. Yeah. Did you Pick did a you, struggle? <laughs> did you need to write it in an in an entire monologue? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all those things that he's saying are true. You know, like if when you're Mexican American, you go to Mexico, they're like, "Oh my God, you're so white." But then when you're here, it's like, "Okay, like why don't you speak better Spanish?" Whatever. Um, but the way it comes across in the movie, it's like, "All right, the the." 400 year struggle it's like right i think they definitely had to plant that monologue and that discourse in order to just like ring it in that this is why selena has to really work hard and take on both profiles in her image and like he was saying like be twice as mexican as the mexicans (laughs) twice as american as the americans i think it was just a moment in the film that kind of anchored in the reason why he was pushing her so hard to really like crossover and please so many different audiences on yeah. her artist journey um but yeah it does i mean even the, the selena in that scene is like frustrated yeah they're like kind of making fun like yeah, yeah right like oh it's abraham being abraham but. like how many times have they heard this from their dad yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um the whole time we're watching the movie uh ab the older brother we constantly were referring to him as ramon Oh, Ramon. From Romeo and Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Ramon. Oh, um, Quit jerking off and bring the car around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what's interesting, though, too, is that I think maybe I do forget that there is a whole wide world of America that maybe isn't as familiar with, like, being Mexican-American or, like, this mm-hmm. culture. And like you said, they did start off the movie with english disco songs and i right. never thought of that until you said it yeah, like, yeah. This i didn't think is, about it until last night yeah that's a pretty this movie's for the general public that's a pretty right. good observation right uh-huh. and so but the other thing is like that i feel like maybe like non-mexican or like non-latin people wouldn't think about is that like mexican people are fucking rude <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like spe- you know what i mean like to each other and to mexican americans and it's like we can be you know it's like when you go to mexico it's it's rough it's harsh yeah. you know and they will judge you and they will do all this stuff and and like there's that's, that's why you're sometimes so salty because you grew up in east la <laughs> and you went to school <laughs> at cathedral downtown no you mm-hmm. know what though part of the culture is, and a part of the a part of a lot of people's culture is like this too but part of mexican american culture i think a lot of it too is kind of like like capping on each other like mm-hmm. i don't know like but it's like from love but it's like yeah. there's mm-hmm. a lot of like poking at each other making fun of people like but certain things that maybe to outsiders it's like why did you push that baby's face in the birthday cake every time kind of part of the culture it yeah. don't matter how old the baby is right <laughs> it could be a little one-year-old to like grandma your face is going to the cake 
Like, mm-hmm. that's it's, it. it's definitely a piece of the culture. And I think it's, it's cool that in the movie too, like there are glimpses of Selena's behavior, even kind of taking yeah. on that, like no fucks givenism yeah, a little bit yeah, yeah. in yeah. different spots. Like when she's in, you know, at the Beverly Center shopping mm-hmm. for the dress. And then the, the white lady, you know, has her. Yeah. It's the pretty, uh, the pretty the, woman it's moment. The pretty woman <laughs> yeah, moment. Exactly. And she's, she's like, we have nothing in here for you. Right. Please she's leave. like, oh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to see the dress. And yeah. after she gets to Shafter at the end. And then just like all the ways they, they kind of poke fun with each other, the siblings on the bus. There's, yeah. there's some, yeah. um, undertones in there that kind of lend itself to what you're saying about yeah. the Mexican American culture where it's, it's a little petty. It's a little fun and, and it's spicy for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see the press doing that with mm-hmm. an artist, especially like a Tejano artist coming from the United States, coming to play in Mexico, and then, oh, they can barely speak Spanish. Like, right. I would be afraid. I would oh, be yeah. like, fuck, dude, I need my Duolingo. Like, oh, yeah. Now, bitch. <laughs> like, I'll be, yeah, I'll and be I shaking love, my boots. And I love how Selena handled that because she's so charming that mm-hmm. how are you going to get yeah. this girl heart? <laughs> she's she's right. trying. She mm-hmm. came and hugged all of us. She came and hugged all of us. She's just so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Her, mm-hmm. her sweetness went a long way, I think. Especially, like, I think of the scene where the stage is about to collapse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, Abraham evacuates everybody off the stage and then he asks selena to go fix it now i don't know if this was a fictional moment or if it really happened yeah so the stage the stage debacle actually did happen and i was reading a quote from chris saying that they scaled back on it in the movie oh. so i think that it was worse oh, oh my wow. god and did person. selena really come back out to calm the crowd i, I don't know if she came back out to calm the crowd but i mean i would suppose <laughs> that she had to do something yeah right yeah mm-hmm. they were gonna see selena yeah and they can't just, like send everybody home like oh no get out of here hundred thousand people or whatever they said That's uh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um we were watching the well we were watching it last night too but when the scene came on in the mall and it, the exterior is the beverly center right mm-hmm. and then, where the old hard rock is the old hard rock cafe mm-hmm. and then there's the one the box boy and then selena <laughs> <laughs> and he's just telling everybody he says Aki uh, I was like all these Mexicans working at this mall <laughs> I don't know if this is the Beverly Center maybe well, maybe were- this is the Montebello Town Center Right. They they were strategic in showing scenes of him going into, you know, the back end of the restaurant to tell the senoras yeah, that Selena yeah. was in the mall. Like, I mean, they were slicing tomatoes and leaving the kitchen and go see Selena. I said, I mean, is, this, is this the West Covina Mall? I was going to say, <laughs> Selena's going to be causing a scene at the Montebello she was, shops. Oh, yeah. She, was, she mm-hmm. was at the Charlotte Russe at the Montebello Town Center. She was not at she no... She was not at Beverly Center. Beverly Center. <laughs> she was in town for the Grammys, though. Yes. So there may have been some Grammy awareness in the air. That's true. But, that's true. And, but the one girl who says it's selena she's here for the grammys that's a blonde girl saying that yes <laughs> right. Like, right that was their little nod to like see the yeah you know everybody white girls are selena. starting to know yeah who she is too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah we're watching that going there's, there's a lot of mexicans at this mall <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i didn't put that together but that is yeah <laughs> um we should talk about chris chris bettis chris her bettis. husband yeah i when you look at the pictures of the real Chris, Chris the real Chris and the actor, who's yeah. the actor? Uh, John Seda. John Seda. John Seda. They yeah. really look like each other. Yeah, they did. They mm-hmm. did a really good. Yeah, it's, did a really good it, job with it's everybody. Really, it's really good casting. They did a really good job mm-hmm. with everybody looking like everybody. Um, well, we can talk about Selena's mom. 
So I was reading that Selena's mom, this actress, who's this actress? It's, it's um, Constance Marie from Constance, George Lopez. Constance Marie from George <laughs> Lopez. She went in to test to play Selena, Ooh. and she ended up getting the mom. Uh, Marcella, can you believe that? Uh, the sh- going, <laughs> going in. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming in today. I think that you might be a little su- more suited for the mother. For Marcella. She doesn't look that old. No, she she's... What did we say? She's two years older than Jennifer Lopez? She's four years. Four years yeah. older than Jennifer Lopez. I mean... And, okay, the early 80s, late 70s scenes... She gets to be... Fine. She, she gets to be young and sexy. She looks great. Mm-hmm. But the, like, Marcella Quintanilla oh, yeah. of, like, the late 80s and the early 90s, it's like, girl, you just throwing these MC Hammer glasses on her <laughs> and this, like, Sally Jesse wig. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> they didn't do anything to age her up. They just put her right. in these weird clothes and... <laughs> An older style costume yeah. and wardrobe, right? Yeah. And called it a day. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little... But it's like, I guess they can't recast her because it's like not that much time has passed. And it's right. still Edward James almost. Sure. But, I mean, Marcela Quintanilla, like most Mexican moms of the late 80s and early 90s, believed in that black cherry hair dye out of the box and that short haircut sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wig evolution for her character was abrupt though like i remember too watching it and being it like, like where's boom. that youthful ponytail <laughs> no, i know go like it just cut. it just happened and you're like whoa <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. whipped with the bob yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the uh but the rest of the siblings um her brother ab uh, who is played by Ramon from uh, Romeo Michelle, but his actual name is, gosh, I know his name more, I can think of it. Um, Jacob Vargas. Jacob Vargas is also a very kind of prolific actor. He's been around for a long mm-hmm. time. I think he started out as like a child actor. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, Jacob Vargas has been in a lot of shit. Most recently, he was in the Netflix sitcom with Fluffy. Okay. Uh, Mr. Iglesias. Um, I really like the actress that plays the drummer six sister, Susie. Jackie, uh, yeah. Jackie Guerra, Jackie Guerra, yeah. And I Jackie think that Guerra's was she was she like a stand up comic? She's a stand up, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes, she gives me a she, she gives me a lot of Carney Wilson, yes. energy about yes. her. Very mm-hmm. very Carney Wilson vibes. Jackie Guerra, I remember uh, I remember her from like just the big stand up boom of like the eighties and nineties, seeing her act. And I mean, not in like comedy clubs or like on TV. And then she had her own short-lived sitcom that she was like the star of. And was it called Jackie? It was not called Jackie. It was called like, just one of the cow. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) She said that she, um, she lied in the audition that she knew how to play drums. She did not know how to play drums. Playing drums is hard as fuck. Especially fake, fake playing drums in movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really tough. I bite it. I bite it. I bought it. I mean, she was, she was good. Um, and she, she's funny. She's just very like, she's good. She, mm-hmm. There's not a lot, kind of a thankless role as Susie, Suzette, the mm-hmm. sister. Suzette's such a weird name. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. a crazy name. Yeah. I loved, I loved her character in the movie. She yeah. kind of has like that goofball attitude throughout, yes. even as yeah. a young, yeah. young child Yeah, on the drums, complaining about playing the drums. She she was a good goofy sister. They give the, the sister. I've only I was watching maybe three episodes of the Netflix show, mm-hmm. and they give the sister a really sweet scene where they're playing in Mexico, and a girl comes up to her and she just assumes, oh, Selena's in the bus. Let me go get her, and she wants to go and she wants to go meet her. Yeah, and Aww, she says, yeah. I want to I want to be you when I grow up. I, I want to learn drums. how to play the drums. Yeah, it's very sweet. That is sweet that they gave the sister character that. Thank you, moment. Abraham. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, Jacob Vargas is in Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's one of the campers. I remember that. I remember, yeah. us, I remember us talking Bubba. about that when we were <laughs> revisiting Ernest Goes to Camp that you mentioned that. That's the, right. Selena's brother? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and then, so, okay, so he's AB, Jackie's Suzette, and then Constance Marie, who we we, we may remember from George Lopez, is the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the main, like, there's, like, the other, like, crazy long mullet, like, dancer guy. There's just, like, other Dinos. They're sort of the metalhead kind of friends of uh, Chris, Chris that were trashed yeah. in the hotel room, which I was reading did happen. Oh, really? Oh, I believe it. And Dude. I think that Chris tweeted about it of, oh, yeah, that actually happened. And I had to work my ass off to pay back all the shit that we broke in that mm-hmm. room. Oh, was he really a spectator? Right? Right. Come in on. the movie, yeah. he, he's, he's just, like, he's just sitting there. the guitar and just guitar. watching it all yeah, go down. Yeah. I mean, we won't be mad at you if you really did, like, wreck some mirrors and stuff. Yeah, they can have you know, a You were a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the time the girls that I knew in high school thought that a thought that the real Chris Bettis was super cute. And mm-hmm. then in the movie, they were like, Oh my God, this guy that they got to play him is like super hot too. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically girls like arguably maybe one of the most spot on castings. Yeah. Sure. Of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His performance, his delivery is a little funny. It's very smoky. It's very, yeah. Oh my God. His and voice, like, <laughs> you know, just like cool guy. Yeah. But he does these weird little things where he'll like tell kind of like a little joke and then they're like, turn his head and uh-huh. like, what's going oh, on when there? they're eating the pizza yeah. that's what that's probably i don't know why that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie oh that's everybody's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody remembers that scene yeah, they made pizza look so good like every time i watch it i get hungry mm. what are you gonna eat that whole thing yes watch me i can eat a whole medium pizza by myself i love pizza I can see that. <laughs> it cracks me up when they ask me my diet and exercise secrets. Uh, Selena, how do you keep that trim figure? Every girl wants to know. Well, I eat medium pizzas all by myself with lots of pepperoni. That's important. And I drink Coke and scarf Doritos and never exercise. <laughs> You're too much, man. <laughs> that is the. F- that's where like I learned about putting hot sauce on pizza. And to this mm. day, he had, uh, I think his was Cholula. And he had the little, like, leather belt pouch for his Cholula, mm-hmm. which they fully sell in Mexico. You go and they just fully have a little, you put on your belt loop, it's a little leather thing. It's the same leather that they make the, like, guaraches out of. Yeah. And you put your little hot sauce in there. And I'm pretty sure his was Cholula. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of the first time that I had ever seen that or, like, I don't know. I don't think, like, any of, like, my uncles or whatever did it. But I was like, oh, that's interesting, and then tried it and then never looked back. And to this day, <laughs> I will put any hot sauce on pizza. It's a very specific. I do you put a hot sauce on pizza? No, I don't do hot oh, sauce. Okay. And you spicy. are a uh, Tapatio. I like Tapatio. Mm-hmm. I like Cholula. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with Tabasco. Yeah. That's just vinegar. And not red. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hierarchy. I like sriracha on certain kinds of pizza mm-hmm. but you know we don't have to go into all that it's i love lot. all of the kind of um the story points about selena being this fashion pioneer too mm-hmm. that she wanted With to design clothes. clothes and she even mentions well you know what even if i just say like fuck singing i can i can i can be a clothing designer yeah mm-hmm. okay i mean real talk though how do you feel about the cow print <laughs> 
<laughs> Are they sort I'm of like fan. chaps? A coat? Mm-hmm. A bolero. Everybody's in chaps. She's got the little skirt. Okay. Like, I, that's the look of the... of the, It's the style of the genre that she's in. Mm-hmm. But also, like, kind of ahead of its time. Because, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but Doja Cat and all these other girls are wearing that and beyond. Like, she she was doing it before it was being done. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not offended by any yeah, of her looks yeah. or costumes, especially... Looking at the fashions now, it's like anything goes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was kind of ahead of her time with okay, that one. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think a lot of it is very kind of, like I said, of the genre. You know, mm-hmm. when you see like the other bands mm-hmm. going on, they're all wearing the same kind of a right. uniform. And, and what's the style of music? Dahano. Dahano, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. just Texas. Yeah. Um, and the big, and the big thing with that uh, style of music is that there was no real. Stars that were female, right? right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a very male-dominated right uh, genre. And, and so I just love that she fought for her fashions with her dad. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> on, on the stage, she she went into after that like iconic bustier scene. I don't think any person like or gay person knew what a bustier was <laughs> until that scene. I didn't know. I just thought it was fucking bra. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a bustier, and she's telling him, you know, like Madonna, Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. all these divas, like do the same thing. Like I've got to do it. Like she really fought yeah, for her yeah. looks yeah. and her styles in order to. It was almost like she was already getting into a stage savvy mindset where right. she knew what she had to do to she, really pop out she there. Knew, she knew about branding before branding was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And if it was going to piss Abraham off, it was probably going to be perfect. Like she knew. <laughs> <laughs> what to do yeah um and, and that was the american girl in her that yes. was the american yes. girl seeing jody yeah. watley and paula abdul saying that's the look yes and exactly what are, your, what are some of your favorite um selena stage looks oh my goodness <laughs> night of a thousand selena night of a thousand selenas what are you coming as this evening on drag race mexico <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the barrel curls look that okay. is very iconic. I really like so, that one. I forgot what song it is, but there's a song where they cut between three different performances. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing three different I looks. I think it's and, during Bitty Bitty Bum. Yeah, I think it's during Bitty yeah. Bitty Bum. One of them's at the Alamo. And in one, she's got the like newsboy kind of, the poofy newsboy black hat. Mm-hmm. But then in another one, she's got the big barrel curls on the top of her head and a red bra with like crisscrosses and like black leggings. And the black leggings have like a red like like pro wrestling belt mm. <laughs> on the front with like crisscrosses. And Is that the look where she does the cone bra? I think she like so, pays homage. I think yeah, to Madonna. To Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and has like a cone. But bra. she has like a just a big like. Mm-hmm hairspray like barrel curl bouffant on the top mm-hmm. yeah and it's red and crisscrossy and stuff yeah i think yeah. she is wearing a cobra on that one yeah yeah um that one's nuts <laughs> um, i still just love that glitter purple the purple jumpsuit. i mean that's yeah. it's so iconic yeah. like mm-hmm. purple was really her color yeah i think absolutely. there's even a scene where she's talking to yolanda oh, yes. about which fabric she should choose and i noticed they mm-hmm. go for the purple, for purple. and it was yep. like mm-hmm. again another like staple thing so, about her. so i remember at the time they were like oh uh, Jennifer Lopez has the same measurements as Selena. Was this just same body type? I, that's what they were going for, mm-hmm. right? And I remember, I mean, think back, think, reach back into your mind to a pre Kardashian world, mm-hmm. right? And Jennifer Lopez was the one that she was, was known the one with the big the butt for the booty. Yeah. Yep. You know? But when you look at it in this movie, it's big. 
<laughs> yeah. it, it is. It's big. It's fit. But it looks. It looks good. But it looks right. It looks you right. Know I mean? It doesn't you look know? crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like you see Black China, and you're like. She just looks like a look tooth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks like yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look right. But J Lo looked right, and I. But I do think that maybe the real Selena's was a little bigger. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. I'm I sure the physique was very similar. Very similar. And yeah, like yeah. I think translated well yeah, on yeah. camera. I'm yeah. sure too, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I don't think she wore any actual clothing. Of Selena's, any costumes? I think they're all recreations. Mm-hmm. But in that purple one, I mean, that is body con. Like, you yes, see yeah. every mm-hmm. curve of her body. And it's like, it, like you're saying, it, it looks great. It looks right. And it's like, okay. Yeah. If the measurements are exactly the same, which they very well could be, it's like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really buying this. But, but I specifically remember reading that in, like, a couple of places. That it was like, her proportions and her measurements are exact. That's like... Right. Another fashion choice I found interesting throughout the film was, and it was only because I started to see her wearing this type of clothing in these particular scenes, was I felt like the deeper she fell in love with Chris and the the longer their relationship went on, you start to see her wear more like plain black leather jackets in the film. And I feel like it was the little like kiss from the filmmakers to be like, she's kind of really bringing him into mm-hmm. her world and they were becoming one. And I thought sure. that was so cute. Like they were walking, I think one of the decks um, over water talk and they shared, I love you for the first yeah. time. Yeah. She yeah. was just in this slick, like black leather jacket. He had a black <laughs> top and it, it, it was very sweet. Like yeah. to have that touch in the film, like she mm-hmm. is starting to just really be all about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. The way they kind of, sh- and it's like, I, I'm assuming this is real, but it's like, they have all these fans. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more famous. But they were just like, at the end of the day, the two of them were just like, let's go get pizza. Like, let's go, let's go eat a burger. Let's go get pizza and let's <laughs> yeah. go back to our hometown. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. she in wanted Texas. a farm. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Yeah. It's like they didn't move to, I mean, Dallas or Los Angeles. Yeah. They I think still, San Antonio was like their big like, move. They, they still <laughs> went back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. still just had their, yeah. their cute little but house. I, mm-hmm. But I definitely think it was very like, conscious on the filmmaker's part to be like that scene where that very iconic pizza scene where she's just like i can eat a whole medium pizza by myself right <laughs> and the reporters ask her yeah. what her diet is yeah, and all this stuff yeah, yeah it's very she's so relatable she loves pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, that scene is super memorable what's funny about her she eats pizza. She got shot by Yolanda. <laughs> what I would give, what I would give to have seen Gia Gunn do a Selena on Snatch Game. It would have been good. It would have been fine. Tienes preguntas? Tienes preguntas? <laughs> well, okay. First of all, Gia Gunn speaks perfect Spanish. Yep. I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Oh, that's right. She did like a reality show in South America yeah, where she, she spoke complete Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the whole thing with like how you're going to make Selena. Fun, I don't know. I think you could, Selena's funny. Yeah. It's fine. It's doable. She could have done it. <laughs> now, <laughs> now would. Uh, Probably would have been better than her Kim Kardashian. It would have been better. Yep. Yeah. Or just as bad. I don't know. Who knows? But would a. Uh, uh, in 2023, would a Japanese American drag queen get dragged for doing. A Mexican character. I mean, it's not a quite cultural game. appropriation if you were to <laughs> dissect what cultural appropriation is because Gia's Japanese. 
Well, true. So, it's not a white queen. It's not. A, it's not queen. a. It's not a white queen. Okay, mm-hmm. she's just. It's as definitely an intersection of sorts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been interesting. It's, it's 2023. Yeah. Somebody would. You know, somebody be would be mad. Yeah. There will definitely be criticism around. Probably it. a straight mm-hmm. white teen girl. Right. <laughs> would Looking be for would be very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our straight white teen girl fans, which we have none. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, where are we? We haven't even gotten to. Okay, first of all, this movie oh is two hours. This long. movie is two hours long. <laughs> when we saw the runtime before we hit play on Hulu, we we both said oh we both God. just kind of groaned. <laughs> and I did you, the same thing. I was like, not, wait, it's two you hours do long. Not get Jennifer Lopez until maybe forty minutes into this damn movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't get Yolanda until there are thirty the, minutes. The left. last thirty minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, she comes in hot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I mean, we we have to discuss. We have to discuss okay. the big elephant in the room, Yolanda. <laughs> so I understand. on big. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that this movie is like a celebration of Selena's life. No, we're not gonna. This is not gonna be like this torrid, like inside edition. You know, so we don't want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. I get that part. Um, but you're still kind of like, where's Yolanda? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where's the villain? Where's our mm-hmm. villain? Mm-hmm. Um. And then I will never forget the day that I realized that Yolanda Saldivar was in her 30s. She was younger than me. When she... 35. <laughs> when she shot Selena. When she shot Selena. Wow. She was 35. That shit is wild. <laughs> they, and they get character actress Lupe Antiveros, who's probably in her late 50s mm-hmm. yeah. at the time, <laughs> to play her. And looked exactly like her. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget that Lupe passed away in did. 2012. Yeah, we lost Lupe. <laughs> we're a very, uh, we're very pro Lupe. Yeah, I mean she's on this podcast. She's, she's Rosalita great. on the mm-hmm. Goonies. <laughs> she's Rosalita. Um, I know that you remember her from Chuck and Buck. I do remember her from Chuck and Buck. She's yes. really good in Chuck and Buck. Yes. I remember her from Real Women Have Curves. Yes. she's really good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, it's one of those things that her her delivery is. Kind of crazy. Insane. You were saying that it was giving you corporate training video. Her delivery was giving me corporate training and video. I like want to pause it, and we're like, "And what did Yolanda do wrong in this scene?" Uh, and I want to give <laughs> I want to give Lupe a little credit that I think a lot of it is the script. Is the script? There's nothing mm-hmm. there. There's not a lot there. <laughs> she was written, I felt, to play dumb. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's what she gave. Yeah. Dumb. It's kind of but she's you know, meant, she's meant to come across as a one dimensional character. But you know. When you mm-hmm. do the deep dive of like the real shit, mm-hmm. like it turns out Yolanda was like a manipulative, she like, was sociopath. She was this crazy fan weirdo. that just somehow got into yeah. managing her Which fan club. I kind of think would have been interesting to show. Right. But that's like the villain. But that's the whole, movie. yeah. That's yeah. like the Joker of the <laughs> Selena world. Like Yolanda. Like Jeff, that's the name of it. That's just our Cruella. Like, Yolanda. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So there isn't. Old interview from VH1. It's VH1 Uno. Mm. VH1 Uno. I did not know VH1 had like a spe- an español like like MTV. Th- uh, what was it? MTV Tres. Mm-hmm. Oh so there God. was there is an interview there with Yolanda from prison. Oh my with God. VH1. Oh my God. And it is out of control. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh crazy. God. Of that when you're watching it, you're like, oh, she's she's crazy. She's nuts. She's not even like. 
misun like you can't even label her like misunderstood like right, right. victim of circumstances she's certified oh no yeah. i think that she's crazy of when she's talking oh to the God. reporter of when they're just like so why did you shoot her and she was like well wouldn't you like to know oh my God. <laughs> oh and then she has this whole story of well you know you haven't really heard my side of the story uh-huh, of your side of the story that you ripped them so embezzled she, them so for... she claims that it wasn't about embezzlement that she was trying to protect selena with this blackmail Lies. and as they're interviewing her so you kill her they're like Lies. oh this story does not check out no like mm-hmm. you're crazy yeah so i guess she bought hollow point bullets which are like the ones that are made to like destroy the like you from the inside out. They're the ones that like bounce all around inside you and like rip you all up. Mm-hmm. What? So like she used hollow point bullets. So it was it was premeditated. Yes. Yeah. It it, it wasn't a crime of passion. Uh, mm-hmm. No, she was going to kill her or whoever came to the to the hotel to get the paperwork if it was going to be Abraham or if it was going to be Susie because they're the ones that like had the intervention with her. Mm-hmm. But like real, like the real talk, like when you look it up, she used hollow point bullets, which are like, why do they even sell these? Yeah, they're like purposely Warfare. designed to pretty much like explode in your body. Um, yeah, it was just like bad news all around. Um, but I do think the like weird, like there's there's a lot of like stuff about you know how she ran the boutiques, like the Selena boutiques, right? Mm-hmm. And that she would be. One way, like, all, like, super nice and, like, oh, I love you, Selena, when Selena was around. But then when she wasn't around, she was, like, this tyrant. She would fire everybody. That she, If she didn't like them, she just fired them. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, we used to have, like, 25 people on staff. Now there's only, like, eight. And then because everybody <laughs> either quit or she fired them because she just was just such, like, a tyrant or whatever with them. And just she was awful to the staff. And she was, like, manipulative with, like... You know, people that they worked with, like, you know, seamstresses that would, like, make the clothes in Mexico and, like, and, like, vendors and stuff. And she's just a terrible kind of person. And it just took a long time for it to trickle down to Abraham and finally Selena. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's all, like, the real stuff. But And it's, like, it would have been interesting, but there's no time. And, again, right. that's not what the movie's about. This movie's, like, this movie's already running two hours. Yeah. Right. We and don't have like, time. And, yeah. like, I guess, you know, what we want to do is, you know, celebrate her life and not focus on, you know, her death and all that stuff. It is very abrupt in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my younger sister especially was just like, I always turn it off when it gets to a certain point. I don't want to see all that stuff. Mm. And I was like, I feel like I did too. Like a long time, uh, a lot of the time when I would watch it, I'd just be like, okay, there's no more songs after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like the drama really creeps yeah. in. It's about the tragedy. Yeah. And then when, so when we did finally watch it last night, again, I was just like, oh, boom, all of a sudden, there she is, Gurney. It's like I don't know why I thought there was a scene with the hotel confrontation. Right, me too. No. I kind of have a false memory. <laughs> I think it, it might be when she's going to the accounting office or whatever and yeah. she's confronting her there. I think it is a similar thing where like I blended that with yeah. being a hotel confrontation and then mm-hmm. watching it back, I'm like, oh, she just confronted Yolanda after the meeting with her dad. Like, yeah. How could you do this and stuff? Yeah, yeah. But it does happen pretty abruptly, her her death and yeah. um it's interesting how they chose not to you know show it recreate yeah. that yeah. and made it more of like 
the stage moment she's having singing dreaming of you mm-hmm. into hotel ruckus and news reporting and yeah. we are there yeah. So we said that like Yolanda's kind of turned into this cultural villain, right? After Not all of, villain. Oh, when you go to Letterboxd, all of the five star reviews all have a hot take on Yolanda. Fuck Yolanda. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a, uh, my very good friend Lori loves Selena and she loves this movie. And she is a big like internet kind of person. She's like on Reddit boards. She'll get in, and, like, all she'll that. get in fights with people in yeah. the comments on. Like anything Reddit on like Reddit Facebook, or yeah, like yeah. KTLA or something on so their she, Facebook post. So she said that on a lot of like the Selena subreddits, they refer to her as Yokaka, which I think is <laughs> <Yo-kaka>. very funny. <laughs> I call her Yaklanda. Yaklanda. <laughs> <laughs> and like we said, there's that famous, well, I don't know how famous it is, but there's that like, you know, there's Instagram memes about little girls dressed as Selena at their birthday and they're hitting a, a <laughs> Yolanda Piñata, <laughs> which is like hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just become this kind of, yeah, like this pop culture. I feel like it's really sunk in in the past year that Yolanda could be getting out of prison very soon. soon. She's up for parole. 2025? Yep. Mm-hmm. She's not going to get it. She's not going to get no parole. And if she does, it's on site. Oh, shit. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, where does she think she's going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, do you th- maybe maybe prison is the safest place for her. <laughs> Probably. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's very... the cell, mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing out here. She's gonna have to move to like Russia or somewhere. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my god! When they don't know her. I mean, wasn't she had to? Didn't she have to be like in solitary like forever? Because they were like, they're gonna just kill you in prison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I think there was a lot of like, yeah, just like talk of like the inmates or whatever retribution. Yeah. Oh my god. She's gonna need a mental eval before she Yo, gets out. And that's like, the thing. I don't think she's her not get, capable yeah. of you know. Yeah. I don't think crime. she'll ever get parole just because she's just so cuckoo. But the other thing is that like I think she's maybe sixty. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was like she was so <laughs> she was only in her thirties at the time. And he just we just always picture her as an older lady. Yeah. yeah. She looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> oh well. It's Yolanda. We can we can talk shit. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck her. Fuck so, Yolanda. Speaking of talking shit, there were some scenes. <laughs> <laughs> there are some scenes in this movie where we we're just like, oh my god, the script is out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, the bungee jumping scene. For the instance. bungee jumping scene. <laughs> okay, so this script. The easiest part is letting go. Oh, the easiest part God. is letting go. I'm bungee jumping. I don't want to let go. So, <laughs> I want to be safe. This script gives me first draft energy yeah, of yeah. this is the first pass of the script. Yeah. And maybe have somebody take a look over it and mm-hmm. be like, maybe we're maybe we should rethink this section. I don't. I, I think I think this is maybe just a little too obvious. Mm. A little too on the nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff at the beginning when she was just like, "You're not, you're." You're gonna buy a restaurant, like bloop, like restaurant opening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're not gonna quit your job, are you? And he's like, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> we got our dream house, yeah. Like, yeah. And then like for sale sign on the house. Like, um, there's a lot of very like sitcommy stuff at the very beginning. Yeah. And then I think they built in a lot of like Abraham is like klutzy. Did you get that? Yeah, oh, he's, he's always he's always tripping he over stuff. He tripped over a yeah. lot of stuff at the beginning. Drops and the I was plate like, in the restaurant. Yeah, I was like, is this like a character beat to kind of like get us to like Abraham? Right? <laughs> oh, was it know. like symbolic of his clumsiness and yeah. trying to start businesses and yeah. like have stability? 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting how we were saying like we got like some serious Joe Jackson vibes from him. And it's like in his in his character of being kind of like a tyrannical father or whatever, but also in like sure, I'm gonna pull my kids out of school and have them support the family. Yeah. Like, um, okay. And there's a scene like Extreme. that. And there's a scene like that in the TV show where they have a sit down with a teacher. Yeah. Where she's just oh, like okay. they've been missing too many days of class. Yeah. I think she says in I don't I think she says in the movie that she got her GD mm-hmm. or something. Did she say that or did I make that up? Or maybe it was on the show. I think it was on the show. I just watched it. But yeah, I don't know. Um but yeah, it's just so interesting that it's like and the, and it's like the mom, it's <sighs> She does have their best interests at heart or whatever, and she's very much like, well, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, she's just like, all right. She goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which okay. is kind of the dynamic of a lot of households. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so. But um, I feel like the moment in the film, too, where it's like the mom is completely passing it on to Abraham and kind of like is giving into this dream is the the washing machine oh, scene yeah, yeah. when they're by the water and she's showing Selena how to dance as a little girl. Yeah. Which also... I found it interesting that they had young Selena in like the slightest crop top in yeah. that scene because I was yeah. like, wait, this is kind of questionable. Yeah. This little girl, yeah. she's learning how to do the washing machine from mm-hmm. her mom in this short top. But then like years <laughs> later, Abraham's mad about the bustier. Oh, yeah. He wasn't yeah. upset about the crop top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just interesting little choices there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they did a lot of stuff to show kind of like how Selena was just so like charismatic and she took a lot of these things elements from everybody and put it into the act to make it so like so much more than what it could have been or just you know Mm -hmm. one specific uh note that they did not put in the movie that Mm -hmm. i thought was really interesting was that there was no lipstick on the mic because selena (laughs) would sing (laughs) so close to the mic that her lipstick would get on the mic I think that would have been a really interesting <laughs> just little beat if they would have put that Something in the movie. That totally should have been there. Yeah. Maybe it was just one of those things with hair and makeup and Jen were just like, no, no, we're yeah, not doing it. We're going to leave that out. We're going to leave that out. I mean, right. she had, she believed in that red lip. Mm-hmm. That and, was- and when you look at footage of all of these concerts, is there, is there, there's lipstick on the mic. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. But not on her teeth. Mm-hmm. Just on the mic. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay. So the, yeah, the, um, the early dialogue was very sitcommy, but I get it's all to it's all to illustrate, you know, just like how it's all to illustrate just how kind of um, Selena's our hero, like yeah. narrative wise in the movie, mm-hmm. and then also the real like the actual person. It's like yes, she was this great superstar, but she was also like just a really cool down earth. It's person. interesting now if you were to do a pass at the store. Okay, let's let's pretend like the Netflix <laughs> I was gonna series say, did. did not happen <laughs> because I mean that's kind of telling essentially the story of the movie, right. which you right. were mentioning off mic that maybe that's sort of maybe a disservice yeah. to the show that you're hitting so many beats of the movie. Right. But I think that if you were to do this if you were to do this past now, you would have one brief scene of her as a kid and then I feel like you would almost cut to her I mean I not quite yeah. full success, but I mean kind of there that emerging just to kind of face, save yeah. the legwork and the script of getting there. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to yeah, we want to see her Mm-hmm. more grown up too well what the what the netflix series does it kind of shows her evolution a little bit more accurately with the like the prince hair yeah 
You're mentioning the printer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Selena and and Susie both kind of have a a, a prince a prince look going on. But yeah, it's, uh, I we haven't watched the entire series, but I I you know like I was saying at the very beginning, a lot of people of a certain age that you know you grew up with this movie. It's just such as part of your like childhood, and your you know you just have such these great memories of it, and then. We got news that there's going to be a Netflix series, mm-hmm. and there was like a, a, a teaser, and it was just the logo, and we were like, ah, yeah. a Selena show, uh-huh. like just so much more of Selena, and there was like all this anticipation, and my sister, my friend Lori, and everybody was like, the Selena show, and then it dropped, and then I was like, did you guys watch the Selena show? And they're like, yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like people were not the hype was better than yeah, the yes. delivery for sure. And I yeah. think that with the show in particular, I mean, you can definitely say that for the movie, but I can see Abraham's fingerprints all over the show. Sure, yeah, that yeah. it is. I mean, not quite a vanity project for him because it is about his daughter. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think feel like that the show kind of is a little bit more about the whole family. Sure, mm. maybe. Yep. I don't know, just from I which all roads lead back to Abraham. Probably yes, even more. <laughs> like I, I fell off honestly a couple episodes in. Yeah, um, during I think the first season. I think that the second half just came out like this week too. Oh really? Oh, okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Timely. I I don't know, and I feel like it is kind of a. V- I think that it's somewhat of, and this is up for debate whether this is his intention or not. But I do feel like it's somewhat of a cash grab yeah, for the yeah. family, mm-hmm. and I also think that it's a vehicle to kind of give Selena a presence in a streaming atmosphere and they're providing that and it's educating a whole new streaming generation and audience on her yeah and you know it's 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 building the empire that's selena which is so crazy because she's not even here anymore well i remember a couple years ago when i first started to see like merchandising sure and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. She had a Mac collection too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And just like t-shirts at Target. A Mac collection like, that I like, I'm sure that shit sold out so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and just seeing like, you know, like I was saying, t- like t-shirts at Target and like in the guy section, like they were like everywhere. It was just like young millennials are just like Selena t-shirt. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, which, yeah, it's like, oh, that is very interesting. That's like, mm-hmm. it's not like this Tupac situation where it's like the lost tapes like there's no new music it's the right. same shit yeah but we're just now there's yeah maybe the family's just like okay we can capitalize on it these kids who are into nostalgia or whatever would you say that also with younger people they're embracing sort of their uh hispanic and latin roots especially in la when it comes to yeah. music yeah i think with mm-hmm. selena she's still a cultural icon who's accessible yeah. to people like yeah. that mm-hmm. to where you can tune into her and be drawn to her and come out with merch or a song that you know or a lipstick that you can now buy and she's a part of you suddenly and you are still a part of your culture with her. She's very yeah. transcending in that way. And I almost feel like her re-rise, I guess you could say, came from unfortunately like the more voluptuous culture that we started to see in Hollywood via Kardashian. Sure. All of these Mm. other figures, like curves were back, right? And all of a sudden, like, there was an appreciation for Selena all over again. And then you have, like, cosmetic lines. Everybody has that. And now there's, like, a red lip you can reference before the times that was Selena to bring about makeup. Like, I think she just started to bleed into different categories of entertainment and media that 
were still relevant and worked, and that's why she's been able to kind of reemerge. And you, yeah. and you, and you could also, I mean, if you think what happened, if what happens if she wouldn't have died, would she have found that path anyways? Too. All the Selena cosmetics, the um, the cases, they're all purple. Cute. Cute. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's still on brand, you know? Like, yeah. she would have totally made that choice. I yeah. think that she would have. I think that's the direction. Empire. That's the I, direction yeah. that she yeah. would have gone. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where she was going with the with the boutiques and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And there were two in Texas, and then they wanted to open one in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think she slowly would have become a household. And, you know, we probably wouldn't have had Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> like the name she is. And yeah. maybe a few others. Like, we don't know. It's it's tough to say. But I think she was definitely on her way to being, like, that that household name. Yeah. She didn't do any acting, did she? Mm, I, I don't, don't think, think so, so, no. I mean, and that would have been the natural progression, too. Right. I mean, kind of like yeah. Aaliyah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the damned yep. and all of that. Yeah, the little cosmetics bag that comes with the collection—it's black, and then it looks like the bustier. Cute. It's ah, that bustier. <laughs> See, there's just that so bustigacas right there. <laughs> so I, iconic. That's so cute. Yeah, that's cute. That the little makeup bag is the bustier. I like the oh notes on God. the bustiers of when her and her sister would make them that uh the right one there was always less rhinestones and stuff on there because they would run out and it's uh, like that yeah, on this yeah but yeah it, it's a little note with, with a little uh, oh get with, out of here how they would make them oh that's mm-hmm. funny okay i didn't know that did you get that from the netflix show i i, I must have i must have been the show yeah yeah um that's cute i okay. guess that whenever you see a really good selena cosplay and there's a little less rhinestones See, on one side. And, yeah. and that's another thing, too. I remember just us walking around DragCon and seeing a queen that was Selena. And she wasn't a queen that we know. She wasn't a Rue girl. I can't, she remember, just, what, I can't remember what booth that was. It was it for was a bar. Just, was it for a bar? Oh, it was for okay. a bar, yeah. yeah. It was just a booth for a bar. It was and just we a local like, girl. Oh, mm-hmm. this bitch looks like Selena. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, what, the first DragCon we ever went to? So like, yeah. what, 2014 or something? Um, well, I don't know if it was that long ago, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of seeing her as this kind of iconic character, just kind of coming in and being more like pushed to the forefront of pop culture. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, we're saying this movie's 25 years old, 20, I can't do math right now. 97. <laughs> so over 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's it's she's starting to get a little bit more traction now, and it's mm-hmm. like maybe just because the people that were young kids watching it are now getting to an age where they can create art or clothing or merchandising or whatever based on the things that they love, and it's you know it's it's like that thing with with pop culture where it's like it's all coming mm-hmm. becoming more relevant again, and um, but like. We go to, you know, if we go to, like, parties or weddings or whatever and, like, Selena songs come on, fuck. People run under the Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Especially <laughs> in, uh, an East L.A. Yeah. backyard wedding. <laughs> uh-huh. it'll, it'll bring down the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the club. Like, yeah, it's, like, those yeah. songs, it's, like... I can't even count hits. how many tribute nights I've been to also. Yeah. Like, people probably are able to make a living just doing, like selena covers and going mm-hmm. to like venues every thursday friday saturday night yeah performing her music la cita in downtown i've probably yeah. seen oh, yeah. like three mm-hmm. different selena tributes <laughs> and i know <laughs> that and i know that the offbeat in highland park i'm sure has had a uh, night of a thousand selenas for exposure mondays for, for exposure mondays yeah probably mm-hmm. probably um 
so I mean, the movie itself, it's like it's it has a lot of good stuff in it, but I do think that, like to me, I think um, the director, I feel like, is very ambitious, right? Yeah, mm. and he does that. He does that thing. I mean, this is just a little side note that just bothers the hell out of me, and I don't know if anybody notices it, but he does that thing where it's like. They're outside, like even even when they go to LA. I thought it was only when they're in Mexico, but even when they go to LA, when they're outside, it's like this weird yellow filter. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I mean, it's that it's that lazy way it's, of the third world filter. Yeah, <laughs> you're in Mexico. Well, you mm-hmm. know, Soderbergh does it, but he does it specifically when they're in Mexico in his movies. But in this one, I was like, oh, and this, okay. And this DP works a lot with Soderbergh too. Oh, well, there you mm-hmm. go. And in this one, I was like, that's weird. So they did it in like Mon- in the scenes of Monterey, but then they did it at the Beverly Center. I was like, why are we still yellow outside? Edward, yeah. Edward Latchman. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That yeah, you pointed out who the who the director of photography was. He last works night. a like, okay. he works a lot with Soderbergh and um, Todd Haynes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so this director, after Selena, he does a PBS. Uh, show. It's a it's a scripted drama series and um it's pretty much like my family the tv show uh it's called like it's not called american american Dreams. american family american family mm-hmm. okay Seriously? and the whole thing was that like it's going it's pretty like i said it's pretty much me from the the tv show it's this mexican american family they come to the us they end up in east la it's got edward james Olmos. it's got sonia braga sonia braga is um uh, the lady that uh, Samantha Jones was a lesbian with on um, Second Oh, City. sure. That's Sonny Brock. And then it's, but it also has Constance Marie, and I think JLo's in it for like a hot second. Our favorite, uh, Patricia Velasquez. Patricia from, Velasquez, yeah. From so The Mummy. Every like mm-hmm. Latin person like in Hollywood gets to be in it. And I was like, okay. And it's supposed to be like this, it's this big deal because it's like a Latin. It's a show with like all Latin people, and it's about Mexican Americans. It's set in East LA. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch it. Like that's my hood, and I watch it, and it was just so like heavy handed, and like and melodramatic, and almost like stereotypical. Like mm-hmm. their house that they lived in. Oh, mama! It looked like Bright colors. It looked like El Torito mm-hmm. in there. I was <laughs> like, is there tableside guacamole at this house? <laughs> this. And the like first scene, first episode, they go over, and the mom's, who's like the grandma, is making tamales. I'm like, okay, my family makes tamales at Christmas. Yeah, right. Like, same tamales <laughs> are fucking hard. You don't just make them on it's Tuesday not year round. No, and I feel like in the past ten years, your mom has just caved and she just girl. Buys she's them. buying them now. Yeah, Melinda is like, I them. cannot. Mm-hmm. This is too much. She's going to Sandra Lulita's on like freaking. Cesar Chavez like we can't even deal <laughs> yeah. with this shit you know and they're just like oh I'm making tamales and it's like no come on like this is too much it was too much it was so like Edward James almost had a um a barber shop and I was like okay um but it was just so it was so over the top stereotype right and I was like that's that Gregory Nava like melodrama and I'm like 
And it was on PBS. I was like, it didn't even get to be on like network TV. Right. <laughs> oh like, man, what the hell is this? That was the after school kids. Yeah, program. yeah. That was the we don't have cable channel. Uh-huh. And I was tuning in every week with yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come on in, Zoom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, um, I wonder if he felt confident off of the hills of Selena and that yeah. success, though, to get to continue to depict these like minority communities. Maybe he felt like he was now credible and like had a trust with that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of watch her to go ahead and continue to make yeah. shows like and that. And to have it yeah. James almost on his side uh-huh. and all these actors. I mean, Samarellis he and- did a movie with Jennifer Lopez in 2007 called Border Town, which Ooh, girl. What is I that? feel like not a lot of people saw Border Town. It's Jen and Antonio Banderas. What? I mean, I think this movie barely got a theatrical release. I don't know her. Yeah, I do not know her. <laughs> this, was also, this was also really... This at that time was a really weird time in Jennifer Lopez's movie career too. Oh, okay. okay. In sort of the mid 2000s. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. What was going on there? What was her film? On? Yeah, what did She did that movie with Mark Anthony. Uh, what was it? Hold on. Oh, the Canta- Cantante or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was kind of a non-event. Hmm. Mhm. Interesting. In a lot of in a lot of bad romantic comedies. <laughs> She's still slew in some of those. When did, yeah, <laughs> we still want to see Mary. Marry me. We haven't seen we Marry haven't seen Me Mary. yet. I, I mean. <sighs> She's great in Hustlers, but I'm not one of those gays that's like justice for Jennifer Lopez for not winning an Oscar. I think she's right. good in Hustlers. I mean, it's not anything that would be handing out a Best Supporting Actress nomination right. to. <laughs> that but was another probably like I like, still really Houston yeah. uh, tribute leak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was fake tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a lot of her other work, though. Boys Next Door, yeah. we saw that shit opening day. Boys next. Oh, the boy next door. Yeah, the yeah, boy yeah. next door. Mm-hmm. Where she got on the first edition of the Iliad or whatever. Okay, La- Monster in Law was two thousand five. That one's cute. Yeah, I mean, I did I- like Enough. Oh, yeah, Enough is classic. Enough, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough is classic. Oh, Made in Manhattan. Yeah, Made in Manhattan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. There's some good ones. There's some bangers. And in I there. know that's a big thing with Jen. I call her Jen because her, her best friend <laughs> Leah friends. Leah Remini yes, call, always Leah calls her Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leah never says J Lo. She says Jen. Yeah. And that was a big part of when Jen was getting into acting. Of that, I want to see people like me, like a Latina in romantic comedies. Because yeah. when I was young, I never used to see that. So yeah. I know that was right. really important to her. And yeah. and she's not just playing like Italian or something in like yeah. these movies. Or think is she? I think she plays Italian <laughs> in The yeah. Wedding Planner. The Wedding Planner? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we'll and give I her think, one. And I think if white girls ones, can play Latinas, then yeah. a Latina can play absolutely, white girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in some of the other ones, is she just like ambiguous as to what her nationality is she's just tan i guess <laughs> I, I think enough would be probably yeah. yeah i don't know what she is or like wedding planner or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um, it is interesting though that shortly after selena she i think she could have gone down the road of like acting more immediately or music maybe yeah. I'm wrong but i feel like they really her team if she had a team by this point was like we're going to capitalize on this music opportunity for you. Yeah. Cause sure. it just landed so sure. easily. Well, on the MTV she kind of did a little that. bit of both because right after she made Selena, she did out of sight. And I remember that being a really big deal for her. Well, that was a big deal. That was a big deal for her. Like, okay. So this, she's starring, like starring across George Clooney, yeah. who is hot off ER. I mean, Steven Soderbergh. You can't forget one of JLo's most important movies Anaconda. 
Anaconda. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got snakes out there this big. That one's I love good. Anaconda. What year did, I mean, Anaconda came out the same year as Selena. Mm-hmm. And then Ants was right after that. Mm-hmm. I Dang, she had a, I she had like a, she had a rockin' 97. She Selena, did. Anaconda, and U-Turn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she also got to work with Oliver Stone. Yeah. She ruled 97. Yeah. And then it was probably right around 98 when she got with Diddy. Diddy. Right? I would think it would be about that time. Because yeah. I think that the iconic Versace dress <laughs> was probably 99. Oh, yeah. I think that's like probably the, one, the, the, one that the 99 or, 2000, or 2000's Grammys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's... And um, by this point, she has released her debut album. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, was the album called J-Lo? I no. think it was on the six. On the six, was yeah, it on yeah. The, six, on the, first six. One? the Versace dress was two thousand. All right. Do you remember, Pete? Yes. That uh, around the same time, uh, Jerry Hallowell wore that dress. I mean, I don't remember. I know that that's mm-hmm. how oh, it goes. Well, I, I guess that we found that remember. out years yeah. later that Jerry Hallowell from the Spice Girls wore the famous plunging Versace dress. Versace yeah. dress, and she just didn't get a lot of press for it. Stop. Yeah. And she wore it before Jen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like well, only before. one of them can really fill that out well. I mean. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the Six was released in June of 99. Yeah. Um, produced, yeah, produced by Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah, I mean, it was just like this rise, like, he, like just kept getting bigger and bigger. And the thing was, too, that I remember specifically, and it's funny because I remember Ants. Like, so Selena had come out. Oh, that's right. And and I remember being at my dad's and my little brother putting on Ants and my cousin Valerie being like, it's Jennifer Lopez. And she was like super excited. She's like, it's Jennifer Lopez, it's Jennifer Lopez. And I was like, how do you know Jennifer Lopez? Because <laughs> I was like a teenager at that time, but she was like a little kid. And I was like, oh, it's Selena. <laughs> I forgot. Like, uh-huh. she was Selena. And I just remember my cousin Valerie just being, like, so excited that it was, like, for Jennifer Lopez. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool that just, like, this actress is, like, she's such a big deal. She's just a voice actor in this weird, like, bug movie that my cousin is just, like, so stoked to watch it because Jennifer Lopez is in it. And she's just like, that's Selena. That's, like... Somebody whose last name sounds very close to mine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? She kind of saw herself. Yeah. That yeah. That person for sure. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I was like, okay, Jennifer Lopez becoming a big deal, like is a big deal. Like yeah. this, this means something. I was like, okay, that's really cool. She was uh, one of the first um, Latina actresses to make a million dollars for a movie. That was for, for Selena. Selena, right? Yep. Yeah. I think she became like the highest paid Latina actress wow. in Hollywood yep. after that film. Yep. Wow. But yeah, I think the big deal for Selena is that she made a little over a million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She broke she broke down some doors. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I mean the I don't think you this movie needs to be watched critically. No. <laughs> no. You watch it for the star power of yeah. Jen. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, Edward James almost is doing great work. It's it's a lot of. I wouldn't say it's one note, but it's he's good. Like he's good in it. You know, mm-hmm. you buy him as this character. So I think, yeah, I think those two are just really carrying. You know, a she lot was, of what's going she on. She was Globe nominated. Was she? So she was recognized okay. critically. Okay, maybe not quite in the Oscar conversation, right? At the time, but right. I mean, 
She got that Globe musical or comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nomination. So yeah. I was gonna say, do you think that this this movie, if this movie, if there if there was never a Selena movie and this was released today, what kind of recognition would this would this performance get? A Golden Globe. I mean, look at the success <laughs> of something like Bohemian Rhapsody. I That's mean, what I'm I saying. get I get that is Queen and just Queen people fucking love them some Queen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would think it would be successful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would too. I think it would still speak to like a certain audience that yeah. is older, but then also like a slew of younger people that would be attracted to it as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's money in the minority dollar now. Yeah. I oh think yeah. That like, this sounds so crazy to say I'm a Brown person saying this, a Brown gay person saying this, but like culture is in <laughs> I think like people yeah. just gravitate towards these kinds of stories, especially now. Yeah. Actors it, are, actresses are changing their names to how you pronounce them. Zoe uh, Saldana. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the thing to do. So I think that it's definitely a story that would still succeed now. I think obviously script and acting would probably look and feel a little different now and would right, have right, to be right. to really work. But um, it's a story that definitely, I think, transcends yeah. cinema. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, we, we're kind of wrapping it up now, but I did, want, I did want to mention one thing that we were talking about last night um, and kind of touching on what we were talking about earlier with, like, Mexican culture and Jennifer's performance of the movie and, and being so kind of afraid to... Um, not present yourself well in a like uh in Mexico and and being kind of afraid of her of her Spanish and it's so interesting that kind of that's still the conversation now even with Jennifer Lopez sure uh huh and her Spanish Ben Affleck mm-hmm. speaks better Spanish than she well, does but mm-hmm. all the but all that all those <laughs> in the interview yeah yes. all those memes come from like. Spanish speaking, probably Mexican. Right. <laughs> you know, what's the one where she holds the, the she holds up the trophy? And she's like, um, yeah, even Latino or something. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody makes fun of that on Twitter. But I'm like, Aw. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and and that's you know, it's unfortunate, but it's just like again, that's just part of this like this culture that you're like, okay, yeah, I guess it does ring true what Abraham was saying about like you mm-hmm. can't win them all you know mm-hmm. but it's so interesting that Jennifer Lopez it's like as famous and as much you know what though at the end of the day does she give a shit about it probably not yeah Jennifer, probably she pro- I think she, there was a time she probably did yes, but I don't sure. think she does anymore no I no. think tonight she can wipe away her tears with hundred dollar bills right and, yeah <laughs> you know? I also I also love all of these industry larger than life stories about Jennifer Lopez that I mean, only having I mean, one drink a year like a glass of champagne a year champagne at, at she New never years. drinks alcohol oh I mean God. probably does not eat any carbs yeah. and that when you work with Jennifer Lopez she's just supposed to be a huge bitch right and I kind of <laughs> look her that. in the eyes yep right. mm-hmm. can't look her Diva. in the eyes <laughs> I've I've talked to coworkers that have been around her at like theme parks that not very I've nice heard that to talk same to. story. I know what story you're talking we know, about. We know yes. the we know the coworker uh-huh. about that. Uh-huh. But when I'll it comes remember. down to it, like, I kind of I'm am kind of all about that larger than life celebrity shit. Yeah. I yeah. secretly love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when it's it comes down to it, to hear when it comes about, down to it, yeah. she's motherfucking Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like there there is an argument that like, you know, Halle Berry broke down barriers for black women and Jennifer Lopez broke down barriers for for Latinas. 
But like, really, they're both two of the most beautiful women alive on earth. Yeah. So it's like they broke down barriers for like stunning, beautiful people, stunning beautiful yeah. women. <laughs> you know right. What I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, she was really good in this. Yeah. I think <laughs> that Selena is like a great Selena biopic, and it's also like a great Jennifer Lopez introduction. Vehicle. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it, it kind of works as both. Yeah. Ab- mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I think they both benefited from each other. Like the movie kind of benefited from like yes. her as a personality and then she benefited from her per- performance in mm-hmm. it. And and yeah, I think it really did help a lot of her 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 music career. So yeah, I think it could have couldn't have gone another the same way without one of the two being, yeah. you know. I always kind of want to see Jennifer Lopez challenge herself in movies and doing stuff yeah. that isn't so kind of expected. That's why it was so fun to see her in a movie like The Cell, a movie that we've talked yes. about, yeah, yeah. of that she's doing the Sounds of the Lambs trippy serial killer movie, and she yeah. gets to wear these crazy costumes, and even something like Hustlers. Yeah. Just sort mm-hmm. of, I mean, you could say that maybe her people say, maybe it's not a great movie for you to be playing a stripper that steals from all of these men. (laughs) But I mean, that movie worked just because she just has that incredible star power. Yeah. 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 You expect the rom-com out of her. You expect the drama. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to see her in something more villainous and just kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Almost in the way that like, Gaga's doing Harley Quinn. Like, I don't know. Sure. uh, Does Jennifer Lopez have that range? Possibly. Yeah. Maybe we have to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I mean, she I leaned into unlikability and hustlers, and that's what mm-hmm. made that role so interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm happy that she's with Ben. I'm a ben, I'm a Ben Affleck. It's apologist. come full circle. <laughs> We're getting Benifer. <laughs> I'm a Ben Affleck apologist. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he's cool. I mean, whatever. Say what you will. If he's like dork or basic, or whatever. I've always <laughs> liked him. I think he's a funny guy. And I like them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, if that's what makes her happy. That's her, Chris. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we should probably r- wrap things up. Thank you so much, Gabe. So yeah. you do so much fun. fun. So you do some music yourself. Do you want to? Do. do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So I do. You've heard my music. It's straightforward yep. pop mm-hmm. music. I'm Gabriel Munoz on all streaming platforms. Um, I am working on a new song right now. It's a slower ballad, but what you have out, what I have out now is more upbeat, just, you know, dance fun music. Some of it's probably Selena influence. She was one of my early influences. So Mm -hmm. definitely check it out. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This is so much fun. We'd love to do it again. Absolutely. We'd love to have you on for something in the future. All righty. Well, until then we'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Once again, this was a really fun episode. Glad that we finally got to this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a classic. It's been on my uh, movies that we have to get to list mm. on Excel for sure. a while. The famous movies we have to get to list. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, we, we got to it, and it was lots of fun. Thanks again um, for listening to that one. That was, that was great. Uh, but I think it's time. Patreon shout out. It's time for some. Let's hear them. <laughs> Patreon shoutouts. Yes, indeed. I think we'd like to say hello to all of our patrons, including the wonderful Chris, Andrew, Laura, uh, Rhett, Mitch, Thomas, Dan C, Dan H, Orly Flower Frog, Brenna, 
Jessa, Rabbit, Lawrence, Danielle, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Ted, Penny, Jamel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Heather, Muffy, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emily, Aaron, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and also Rufino. You guys, thank you so much. Yes, indeed. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff on the Patreon this summer, too. Yes, absolutely. We are starting our, uh, well, we're right in the middle of our RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 8. Yeah, there'll be, a couple, there'll be a couple episodes out of our recap for those. Yes, the first episode, the premiere, is on our main feed, so you can uh, listen to it there. And if you like what you're hearing and you're a fan of Drag Race and you just want to hear us, just our thoughts on our show. It's our favorite show. We watch every season, almost every uh, country franchise. And, um, you know, we just thought we'd want to do a little recap of it because we love watching it and we love talking about it. So head over to Patreon. It's at the $5. Yeah, 5 and above. So 5 and above. So, um... And you'll get all the commentaries with that, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so check that out over on Patreon.com slash Movies That Made Us Gay. We'd also love it if you would uh, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Yeah, give us five stars. Write us some kind words. We would love to read them. Yes, indeed. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can write a review. and We'll read it on an upcoming episode. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can give us a five-star mm-hmm. rating. Um, each one of those is free, takes like zero time, and uh, really helps us out a lot to get the word out and to get more people to listen to the show so um do it <laughs> you can also follow us on all the socials we're at movies that made us gay on uh instagram and facebook we're also on twitter mtmug pod yes indeed um let's see what else if you want to follow our personals feel free my name is pete i'm at peter lasagna uh at on instagram i'm still on twitter but i don't really engage that much because of lex Luthor. but you know we're still there <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh i'm uh, Scott Young Baller on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, listeners. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye.